Well, good evening to each one of you tonight. It's good to be here again and uh, study around the Word of, of God this evening. <clears throat> uh, for a title tonight, I've chosen uh, Contend for the Faith as, as my topic tonight. And um, my mind went a number of different directions. Uh, uh, as I found out I had this assignment um, at first, and then um, over the last week or two, I've been uh, thinking a little more about this, this subject, contending for the faith, um, fighting for what's right. Um, and the word contend means to struggle in opposition to, to assert or maintain earnestly, to battle, fight, or strive uh, for something. <clears throat> Uh, far as scripture, uh, we'll actually be looking at a, a whole book tonight, and it's one of the shorter books in the Bible, so don't get uh, <laughs> too worried here. Uh, but you can turn to Jude if you'd like tonight, the book of Jude. <clears throat> and that's actually sort of the theme of this book is believers must contend uh, for the faith. And the, the writer here, Jude, is the half-brother of Jesus and brother of the Apostle James. Um, this was written about 65 AD, so about uh, 30-some years after Christ was here on earth. And um, it's directed, this, this uh, book is directed to one or more of the churches dispersed throughout the Roman Empire. And um, the first century Christians faced open opposition uh, to Christianity to their stands um, on the Word of God, on uh, the Word of God as they knew it at that time. Um, they would have had some of the writings, uh, the Old Testament writings, but not all of the New Testament because of that was happening uh, right in their time. All right, I think I'll go ahead and read the first uh, 16 verses here in Jude. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. 
Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak, but these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beast, in those things they corrupt, corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. These are spots in their feast of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. <clears throat> so here we have um, Jude speaking uh, to these different churches. And it seems the problem was in this day that they actually had false teachers in, in the midst of some of the churches. Um, Actually, probably, quite possibly, right in the midst, you know, people coming to the church uh, were deceiving uh, some of the folks um, there in, in some of these churches. Um, and I guess I had to think about today, you know, this, this happened uh, 2,000 years ago, basically, and still we have, we can have this trouble today. Maybe we don't have someone right in the midst, right in our midst, being a false teacher. Uh, but with with media and technology today, there's so many things we could listen to, uh, so many teachings we could listen to uh, today. And I'm not here to to knock media or technology tonight. Um, but I, I just had to think there's so many voices you could say that are out there that we could uh, follow after, and we could let lead us astray. And um, so I guess that's sort of where where I'm coming from uh, tonight as we look at look over this. So um, Jude actually wanted to write about something else. Verse three there it says it talks about talks about salvation. He wanted to write some encouragement about that uh, or praise for that perhaps. But he felt he should write about contending uh, for the faith. He felt he should encourage them to watch out and be aware and. Um, be on guard against the things that uh, that were coming in, and to fight for what was right. <clears throat> and then verses five to sixteen, he gives a number of examples of um, uh, unbelievers, false teachers, and so on that that he knew of, um, and that the people in the churches would have known of, would have you know heard the stories. And um, it was a warning to them to, to watch out. Uh, verse 5, we have here um, him talking about uh, the, the nation of Israel. 
Uh, it talks about how God um, saved them out of the land of Egypt. But then a number of them were destroyed. Uh, in fact, a lot of them were destroyed uh, in times of unbelief. Um, I believe the one time, was it over, over 20,000 uh, were, were, were killed because of their unbelief, um, not believing what God uh, had said. Uh, there were other times, I think the one time there were serpents that came into the camp, uh, snakes, and, and uh, were, were killing people uh, when they would get bit by the snakes. Um, and then their, their only salvation was to look on a, on a, on a copper uh, rendering of a snake, I believe it was, that, that Moses had made. And then they could be, uh, be cured of, of the snake bites. And there were other things that happened because of unbelief. There were um, uh, times where they were taken prisoner, taken captive, and carried off to other countries because of, of not, not believing, not um, striving for the faith, not contending and, and doing what was right. <clears throat> And then verse 6 talks about angels. Um, I believe this is referring to, to Satan or Lucifer, as he's referred to um, early on in the Bible, and all the angels that followed him. Um, they rebelled against God, and they were cast out of heaven. And um, we see what's reserved uh, for them, everlasting chains under darkness un until, until the judgment. And also, verse 7, we have the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah that were destroyed um, because of their great wickedness, rebellion against God. Um, so another, another example of, of um, unbelief, rebellion, and uh, there is judgment uh, for, for unbelief and rebellion. Verse 11, also another few examples of, of the same thing. Um, we have Cain here, uh, Balaam, and Korah, and these stories are pretty familiar, familiar to us, I think, and, and so I'm not going to elaborate um, any more on those, but um, again, examples of, of those that, that didn't believe, those that uh, fell, fell by the wayside, that didn't follow what was right, that didn't con contend for the faith as they should have. And then verses 12 and 13, uh, we see what the rebellious and unbelievers are like. Um, it talks about them, in the middle of the verse 12, it says, Clouds are they without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shames, shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So these type of people are, you could say they're empty, they're, you know, they're like clouds without water, um, trees that don't give fruit, um, raging waves of the sea. And we see what's reserved, or what, what's, um, yeah, what's reserved for them. It says the blackness of darkness forever. It's not a pretty picture at all. <clears throat> Well, we looked at um, the doom of false teachers, you could say, uh, a little bit here. 
what's what's in store for those who who don't follow after God, who don't keep the faith, you could say. And um, so I'd like to look at verses uh, 17 to 23 now. Um, read those here at this time. It says, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. But these, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. <clears throat> so now we can look a little bit at holding uh, true to God and contending uh, for the faith. Um, just a couple of things here we can look at. Uh, a couple of things we can do as we, as we uh, contend for the faith. Verse 17, it says, Remember ye the words uh, which were spoken before of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can remember Christ's words as we, as we um, contend for the faith. Um, his words of, of the promises that he um, gives us, you know, that he'll be with us, that he never leaves us. Uh, different things like that that can encourage us as we, as we strive um, to be faithful in um, standing up for what's right. Uh, we can remember the words of warning, as, the, as verse 18 talks about, there should be mockers in the last time. And it's as true now as it was then. I think um, we see that all around us. I think we are approaching that time. Um, many people falling away, many people not believing, giving up. Uh, we see that all around us. <clears throat> so we can remember Christ's warnings as well, uh, warnings of, of what may come and to be strong and, and faithful. Uh, verse 20 says, um, build up your faith. talks about building up your most holy faith. Another thing we can do, pray. Uh, is, prayer is another thing we can do. It says praying in the Holy Ghost. Um, so again, something we can do as we, as we contend uh, for the faith. Verse 21, we can keep ourselves in the love of God. Um, Look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Another thing we can do as we contend for the faith. And then verses 22 and 23 um, show how we can bring others to faith in God. It says, and of some have compassion making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. And um, I guess I see this here. Maybe there's different ways we can bring uh, people to God. Um, for some, maybe it's you know showing compassion. Uh, for, for others, um, we might have to maybe be a little more blunt, uh, you might say. Um, maybe... Um, um, just, just tell a person like it is, perhaps, and um, maybe that'll get through to someone. Uh, but there, I think there are different ways that we have to 
we, we, we have at our disposal to, to um, reach others uh, for, for Christ and bring the faith uh, to, to those around us. Um, one way may, may not work for one person and it works for another. And here again, I'm not going to exhaust for sure what these verses mean at all, but um, maybe that's sort of what he's uh, suggesting here. Um, one thing I did think about a little bit here, um, this verse, talking about verse 22, talking about compassion. I had to think about Abraham's compassion uh, for Lot. And you might have to, you might say, well, what does that have to do with what we're looking at tonight? But um, Lot had cast his tent in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a it was a very nice area, and you remember the story when uh, Abraham and him needed to part ways, and um, and so Abraham said, "You pick first what side or what what area you want to take, and I'll take the other." And uh, this area was a very nice part of the land, and so Lot chose that, and um, probably wasn't the wisest choice. Um, makes you wonder a little bit uh, about his judgment, uh, but perhaps. Perhaps he didn't know anything about these cities, although I don't think that's true because he lived in that area uh, to begin with. Um, but the verse 7 does talk about the destruction of those cities then. And uh, we, we know the story as well, how Abraham uh, found out what was going to happen and he knew Lot was living in that area. And um, so he comes to God and he asks the Lord, you know, if you find, I think it was 50, he started out at 50 faithful people, will you save the cities? And uh, God said, well, I guess, you know, yeah, 50 people I can save. And well, Abraham knew there wasn't 50 there, I think. And so he kept bringing the number down. And uh, finally got down to 10, 10 souls, would you save the cities? And God said, yes, he would. Um, but we know that there wasn't, apparently there wasn't even 10. And um, um, so it came the day of judgment and... The Bible says that the Lord remembered Abraham's plea. Um, I don't know if, if Abraham actually ever said Lot's name, but I think the Lord knew who, who Abraham was talking about or who he wanted to save. And so um, God warned Lot to get out of the cities uh, before they were destroyed. And, um, you know, Abraham's compassion, Abraham's plea on behalf of his his, I guess it was actually a relative of him, Lot was a relative, um, saved Lot. And so, you know, our plea of compassion maybe to God, our prayer might save uh, someone as well. Uh, we don't know um, all the time maybe what, what our prayers will bring forth, but um, it made a difference in Lot's life and it can make a difference in someone else's life that we know. Um, our prayer and our striving for them, I guess you could say, on their behalf, uh, coming to God on their behalf. <clears throat> and then back to verse 9. Um, here it talks about the archangel Michael um, contending with the devil over the body of Moses. Uh, apparently there was some, some situation there, I, I don't know, all of what was going on. Um, I didn't study that out entirely. Um, but um, 
one thought that I had in looking at that was, you know, Michael was striving, you know, against the devil, against Satan. And oftentimes we can uh, have a temptation come to us. And so how do we react? How do we, how do we, you know, how do we, um, how do we fight that? Do we try to uh, put up a fight on our own or, or do we, um, do we let God fight our, fight our battles for us? Here was an archangel who, you know, in my mind is, is, well, he's a supernatural being, first of all. So he's, he's got supernatural strength. He, he, you know, he's, he's a warrior for God. And, but he don't, he doesn't, he doesn't use his own strength against Satan here. He doesn't say, uh, we, we find what he said to Satan, but he, he doesn't say, you know, I rebuke thee. He said, the Lord rebuke thee. And so, you know, f for me, I guess I'm thinking about that a little bit. In our times of temptation, let's use scripture. Let's use um, God's word. Let, let God fight our, our temptations for us. Uh, we can't do it on our own. We need God's, we need God's help. Um, just like Michael did here, even though he was an angel, he couldn't do it on his own. <clears throat> and also then, in this fight for what is right, you know, why should we press on? Why, you know, what, sometimes you get, you get discouraged maybe and you think, well, you know, I don't feel very victorious today or I don't feel like I'm winning the battle today or I don't feel like I'm doing a lot for for God today, you know, so should I keep, should I even keep going? Um, but there is victory if we endure to the end. Um, there is, there is, um, Christ will win out and, and we can be a part of that victory um, if we follow what uh, we know is right. Verse 14 actually talks about this a little bit. Um, it says, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. And in the first part of verse 15, it says, To execute judgment upon all. And so this, this here is a prophecy of Enoch. Um, you know, Enoch lived back in the time of Genesis. So thousands of years ago, this prophecy is about Christ coming back and judging the earth and, and uh, uh, making... You know, judging all the evil and judging Satan, you know, casting him out, and um, being victorious at the end of time. <laughs> A prophecy here that, that is going to come to pass. Um, we, we can be sure of that. <clears throat> and, the, and then how, how do we know we are correct in our fight for the faith? Um, you know, might say, well, you know, I don't, I don't understand all there is to know about it. Um, and I don't think any of us understand everything about, everything about this life and, and sometimes the spiritual things that we, um, we, we come up against and we fight against. Uh, of course, not in our own strength, but with God's strength. Um, Sometimes we don't, I don't think we can see what's behind the scenes, uh, sort of like in Job, Job's uh, trial and situation. You know, maybe we haven't, we haven't uh, actually had something that bad happen to us, but sometimes maybe things are going on like that uh, when we face uh, different things in our lives. Uh, something behind the scenes that we 
between maybe, maybe God and, and Satan to, to test us and to try us. Um, but how do we stay true um, in, in times like that? How do we stay true to the uh, fighting the good fight and striving for the faith? Well, we can do what's right. Um, follow God's word. Um, these are some things that we can, that we can do. Um, use the whole arm, armor of God is another thing I thought about. It talks about that in Ephesians uh, 6, I believe. Um, I won't get into that tonight, but the whole armor of God, we can uh, use those tools um, to, our, to our advantage in our fight uh, for what is right. <clears throat> uh, Hebrews talks about using God's word. It says it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And uh, so that's another tool that we have um, in our fight is to, of course, use God's word, follow his word, use his word as we um, fight the good fight, as we contend for the faith. I'd just like to read a verse along that same line um, from 3 John uh, Third John 11, it says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So again, if just encouragement. You know, if we're not sure what we should do, um, always do what's good and what's right, uh, because that's what God wants us to do. <clears throat> And then in closing, um, I'd just like to leave you with the benediction here, uh, verses 24 and 25. Um, it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> So again, it's not, um, we can't do this on our own strength. Um, verse 24 brings out, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Um, it's, it's only through God that we can uh, fight the good fight of faith and contend for the faith. And then we can enter into his presence, his glory. And then verse 25, it's, it's not for our glory. Um, it's is to bring glory to God and um, bring Him, um, yeah, glory as we as we go through this life and as we uh, fight for what's right. Um, it's it's to yeah give Him glory. It's every every all the glory is His, all the majesty is His, the dominion and power. Uh, we find that here in this verse. Um, that's how He ends up. So i just like to encourage each of us to keep fighting the good fight of faith, um, contend for the faith. Um, yeah, in these times which we're living in, it's just, it's just so easy, I think, to, to get caught up in, uh, you know, different things we hear around us. Um, it'd be really easy just to give in to, to fear. You know, there's all kinds of things going on out there in the world. and um, But... The Bible does say perfect love casts out fear, and we can um, continue on, not, not saying we'll ever have trouble or trials or um, that we'll always 
you know, be spared from this, the things we see out in the world. Um, but if we, if we follow what's right and what's good and follow after um, God, we know we're on the right track and we're contending for the faith. Thank you.